95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk is making changes to its weekday lineup. Beginning Monday, March 22nd, hear me, Eric Erickson, weekdays noon to 3. And Atlanta's News and Talk with me, Mark Aram, when you drive home weekdays 4 till 7. The new lineup starts Monday, March 22nd on 95.5 WSB. And always streaming live on the WSB radio app. I don't care what anyone says. It is a beautiful, beautiful day in Atlanta. Welcome to the show. Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. Now heard Monday through Friday, 4 to 7 p.m. Crystal clear skies. Not a lot of pollen. Bright sunshine. This is what spring is. This, I mean, this is one of those Chamber of Commerce days, Longori, where you just it walk is. outside. I was walking Bosco before the show. Even she was like, yeah, Dad, this is all right. This is all right. I'm, I'm going to take a long walk today. Uh, we got a fun show today, barring any breaking news. Like yesterday was a crazy, crazy show with a lot of breaking news, but that's what we do here. If there's breaking news or any big local stories, we'll interrupt regular programming, put on our news hats and cover that. Hopefully things will be a little calmer and uh, more peaceful today. We do have some fun stuff planned for you. Uh, coming up at 6, we're going to play Millennial Match Game with Kara Lee from the B98.5 Morning Show. Uh, we're going to have a fast food review with Johnny Kilbasa. we got some, a, a local story I really want to talk about, Longoria. You know what zebra mussels are? No. You'll find out in 30 okay, minutes. How cool. about that? I will. And they're not a good thing. It's not something you put over spaghetti. <laughs> it didn't sound yeah, like Yeah, it's the linguine and zebra mussels is not <laughs> a thing. So yesterday with the breaking news, we had to bump our favorite dude, Little Sanjay, but we brought him back today for an early edition of... He is the guru, the soothsayer, the truth seeker, the asker of unanswerable questions. He joins us, uh, well, whenever we can get him in. He's Little Sanjay <laughs> and Would You Rather. How you doing, Sanjay? I'm doing well, man. You say there's no pollen, but I went on a little bike ride with Kai this morning, and my eyes have been itchy ever since. I think you're allergic to other things. Maybe zebra mussels. Maybe Sanjay's Maybe allergic zebra to mussels. zebra mussels. Sanjay, uh, you, you're from India, but you grew up in Alabama, so you might have a handle on this question. Uh Crystal Catfish DJ Wheeler is filling in for Low T Chuck this week, who's on vacation. And before the show, she inquired very politely and gently, is uh, chicken Brunswick stew a thing? And I figured with your Alabama roots, is chicken Brunswick stew a thing, Silky? I don't think so. There I you really go. Don't think so. There I've you never go, Catfish. Never yeah. heard of it. Never. All right, there you go. Yeah. We went straight to uh, Dothan. No, not Dothan. Where are you from? In I'm from Aniston. Aniston, Alabama, the Aniston. home of Brunswick stew. So chicken, <laughs> chicken Brunswick stew. I would eat it. I mean, I would, I would pretty much eat any kind of Brunswick stew. No, oh, yeah, yeah. But it's not a thing apparently. All right, so here's the deal. Sanjay's going to ask us unanswerable questions. We're going to answer them here in the studio. I want you to play along in your car. Always a good time. What is the first question, Sanjay? All right, number one. Would you rather always fall asleep instantly whenever you want, or always wake up? refreshed i've i've found in my older age uh i'm as we've established at 47 i'm way past middle age oh yeah you're this, over yeah this is i'm on the on the back the back mm -hmm. nine of my life um i find it's tougher and tougher to fall asleep and i'm sure my schedule plays part of that but i can wake up i don't feel bad when i wake up and i'll wake up early on the weekends now at like six in the morning and i'm like bam ready to go and I'm, i'd rather sleep till noon but i'm up and so i want the ability to fall asleep 
whenever I want. I think that would be much more useful for my life. Deborah Green. I can fall asleep okay, but I don't stay asleep. So mm-hmm. if I could wake up and not be tired, that would be the advantage for me. Nice. And you're always running around all day. You have long days. Kind of. I'm up yeah. early to, to get other stuff done. Sure. So yeah, if I could just wake up refreshed, wake up, that'd be great. refreshed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crystal Catfish Wheeler, would you rather wake up refreshed and dig into that chicken Brunswick stew or go to sleep uh, whenever you want after eating the chicken Brunswick stew? Well, that's not a thing, but um, <laughs> I would rather go to sleep. Whenever you want. Yes. Just turn off the light. Yeah. You, yes. You've worked crazy hours over the years. That's probably uh, part of the deal, right? Right. I'm about to go to sleep right now. There you go. Exactly. Shlongoria, <laughs> uh, the Stoic Eskimo. Um, I, I go to sleep at weird hours. I, I'm more of a night owl, yeah. and I don't rest very well, so I'd rather wake up refreshed oh, you know, than go to sleep right. and you know, ride up. Right there you go. I hit the pillow. Uh, next question, Sanjay. All right, I just realized some of these questions are a little morbid, but let's just go with it. Would you rather die a quick and painless death in five years from today okay. or live a long life but die a slow, excruciatingly uncomfortable death? How how long and uh, and uncomfortable? A long life, like no, no. Hey, I mean, how just, long is the 85. how long is the death going to take? Like, how long does it oh, drag out? Oh, it'll be like a five year drag. Oh, out. damn! Uh, you know, like slowly, just is Doctor Kavorkian still around? No, no, he's, he's not. He's gone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did your brother, the brain surgeon, ever work with Doctor Kavorkian? No, 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 right. no. He's a cardiologist. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Doctor uh, Kavorkian's a cardiologist. <laughs> no, um, no, no, my brother. Uh, you know what? I, as I just said, I'm on the back nine of my life. You know, uh, I'll take the ex- excruciating pain when it comes. Let me get that long life. I, you know, five years. I may only have five years left or less. We don't. Tomorrow's promise to no one, Longoria. Oh That's true. Gosh. So give me the long life with the excruciating death. Deborah Green. I'm done in five. You're if five. Yeah, you're I'm out. so tired. I'm just you know, I'm done in five. Do you know how sad we'd be if we lost you in five years? You'd find someone else. No, this would that'd be the end of this show. Okay. Longoria, back me up. Yeah. Yeah. There'd be, there was nobody be before you, and there's not going to be anybody <laughs> yeah. after you. That's for sure. They they put us on midnight to 2 a.m. They tried. Yeah, exactly. Buford, he failed. <laughs> yeah. He's out. We had many, many uh, people try and fail. <laughs> Crystal Catfish Wheeler, you want five more glorious, healthy years, or you want a long life with a an agonizing death? I'm going to go with, with uh, Deborah and take the five. Five and out. All right. Uh, Longoria? Well, I have younger kids. That's right. So I probably would like, even though it's, it sucks to have an yeah. agonizing death, like I, I'll, I'll live a long life. Meanwhile, your wife's listening. Take the five yeah, years. Take long the five. Come on. Get out of here. Get out of here. Rich. Little Sanjay continues on Atlanta's news and talk with Mark Aram. What is the next question, Sanjay? All right, we're going to get the morbidity out of the way and just go with it. Would when you die, would you rather be a cremated, be buried? Or C, have your body donated to science. Oh, wow. Three options here. I'm going to go Jews Nugget on this one, Longoria, if you don't mind. Um, Jews Nugget. You're Semites. So in my religion, uh, it's it's not permitted to be cremated. I don't know about the donating to, to, to medical science. I have to check with my rabbi on that. Uh, but Jewish uh, burial rituals are, are are kind of different than than you normal folk. Um, like, <laughs> right, okay. I, I forgot. Like, it's like you have to be you know buried within 24 hours of death. So like if like when my when my aunt or uncle died, my great aunt and uncle like the they're like all right died on a Tuesday funerals what tomorrow and you're like oh I gotta call Delta. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I gotta call Delta. Like it's like yeah, <laughs> it's like what are what are the flights to Long Island? You know, so um, so that being said, 
my initial reaction is donate my my weird body to science, right? There's probably a lot of weird things going on oh, yeah, in my yeah. body. The long torso. Yeah, the, the short legs. Short, yes. They the back sweat. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of stuff going on. that yeah. could. So I, I'll have to check with my rabbi if that's kosher, no pun intended. Yeah. But if that is, I'll do that. But otherwise, I have to be buried. Uh, and Longoria, you can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery if you have tattoos. Oh. So you cannot be buried in a Jewish well, cemetery. I'm not Jewish. <laughs> well, you never know. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Is there an exception for Holocaust survivors? There had, yeah. Okay, that's like, what made the Holocaust tattoos so messed up yeah. was like, right. we're not seeing, I'm going, I'm going Bible. No, sorry, going sorry. Yes. No, it's good. Um, so uh, according to the, the Jewish customs, traditions, faith, whatever, uh, that God has made everyone perfect, Right. Um, I'm less perfect than most, you know, uh, there are definitely more perfect people than me, but, and, and doing a tattoo is like, uh, throwing shade on God's creation, desecration, right. that's the right. word. All right. So where are we back to? Would you rather? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if I can donate my body to science, I'll do that. Sanjay. Really good question, by the way, other than not, uh, I'm getting buried. And if, if I'm not in town, Longoria's going to have to call Delta because the funeral has yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or spirit air, yeah. whatever you want to do. Uh, Deborah Green, executive I producer of the show. I don't like the idea of being buried Yeah, because uh, I like zombie movies, and I don't like that I could come back one day as a zombie. But I also don't want to be burned up either, so give my body to science. Science yeah. it is, yep. yeah. My mom, going way off, she is claustrophobic, and she doesn't want to be buried. She wants to be cremated. Oh, she can well. deal with the rabbi on that. I'm, I'm staying out of it. Uh, Crystal Catfish DJ Wheeler, what are you picking, buddy? Well, I called Delta, and they said literally all my parts are worn out. So I'm probably going to be cremated as much as I don't want to be burned up. Uh, where, would you, where would Crystal, uh, do you want your ashes spread anywhere? Probably in Kentucky where the I'm Kentucky? from. The on, on, Right at the, uh, where they had the Kentucky Derby? Like in the, yeah, Churchill Downs. The Churchill sure. Downs. In the infield, infield, sure. You want Buford to spread your ashes in Kentucky? <laughs> I'd rather, I'm afraid what he would do with them before he spread them. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Bam. Uh, Longoria, the Stoic Eskimo. Oh, you know, you would have asked me this if I, when I lived in Texas, I would say buried. Um, but now, since I'm in Georgia, and the, I, we don't know where the girls are going to live. Yeah. Like, are they going to move back to Texas? They're going to be here. Yeah. So we've been kind of talking about this that we're just going to be cremated because it'd be easier i was like well you know one girl can have you and you know the other girl can have me and then they'll still have to swap each other at you know at some point every christmas that'll force them to see each other like i have a whole plan all right i like that doing the longoria swap fantastic uh you got one more sanjay i do would you rather it always be the coldest that it gets in atlanta winter or as hot as it gets in atlanta summer so this is like a constant temperature, sunshine, whatever, but it's going to be as cold as it gets in the coldest of winter in Atlanta or as hot as it gets in the hottest of the summer in Atlanta. So like 100 degrees every day or 30 degrees every day? 365, yes. Uh, I, I, I can't, the sweat, I can't do it, man. This humidity, the heat, I can't do it. Give me the cold weather. I, it's, it's easier for me to stay warm than stay cool. I, I do prefer the heat, but it doesn't really get that cold down here. Yeah. You know, so, and it's, I think it's easier to deal with the cold. Yeah. So not not that cold. I want it to be 30 degrees, but I'd rather be 30 than 100. Uh, Crystal Catfish DJ Wheeler. 
I called Delta and they said coldest. <laughs> coldest. Longoria. <laughs> yeah, coldest. I can't. Uh, I moved from Texas. I yeah, can't handle 100 the, degrees. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I did that in if Texas. If I could have the weather today, 365, oh, yeah. sign me up. Oh, yeah. Hey, speaking of signing up, you can sign up and have Sanjay do your taxes. Yes, he is the official accountant of the Mark Aram Show. He is a fantastic accountant. As good an accountant as his brother is a brain surgeon. You can find him <laughs> on Facebook, Brass Tax Accounting, or online, Brass.Tax. Amazing job, Sanjay. Thanks, buddy. My man. We'll be right back. Uh, this is Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB. It really is like you're listening in on the bunch of people just joking around. Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. Entertaining. Local. Plugged in. Weekdays 4 till 7 on 95.5 WSB. Welcome back to the program. Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark here. we got a really fun show for you tonight at 6. Millennial Match Game with Kara Lee from the B98.5 Morning Show. She has her own little game on uh, the Tad and Drex Morning Show where it's like Stump Kara. Yeah, What's the name of it? Stump Kara. Are you smarter than Kara? Maybe. So, Kara. <laughs> so, it's trivia. Yeah, so she's, she's not uh, – she'll be sharp is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Uh, i got to go back to the, the, the would you rather question with okay. little Sanjay about the uh, the cremation, the burial, or the donate to science. Right, thing. right, right. I've actually, I mean, it's kind of morbid that I'm bringing this up, but I've been thinking about it. Like, if, if you know, when I pass, not if, like, obviously I'm going to die yeah. eventually, do I, where do I get buried? Here versus home. Yeah, yeah. that's my problem. Yeah, that's, I think that's a yeah. lot of people's problem. You, you, you mentioned that, and I'm like, well, like my heart says, well, I I will be buried where my parents are. My mom's like, I'm not even getting buried, so it's like, all right. And we have a family plot in Long Island, but no one goes to that thing. Yeah, yeah. like I go and visit my my grandparents' graves, but well, if I'm gone, there's you're not going to Long Island to see me, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I've had this conversation with my mom because my mom was like, oh, we'll get buried in Texas. I was like. Well, what does it matter to you? You you should be gone yeah. by that point. Like, I mean, I hope I don't die before yeah, you do. Yeah. So, why does it matter if I'm buried in tech? You're the only two people that care about going. So, so if I I figure if like if I if I pass on when I pass on if I'm buried in Connecticut, who my parents will probably be gone yeah, by then. Yeah. Who who in Connecticut is even going to care about me at that right. point? Nobody. My brother doesn't live there. Yeah. And <laughs> if I get buried in in Georgia, like at least Russ and Gainesville will go see me. Right. Right. Like, right. He'll go on my birthday and, and leave and a can of beefaroni or you something. You have to consider Maya now, too. Like, do you guys want to be buried together, uh, and what does she want to do? That's why you're the executive producer. <laughs> I need to have this conversation with Maya. <laughs> Maybe get, we'll get both get buried in Japan. There you go. I bet the plots are expensive, though. It's a tiny island. <laughs> I, bet, I bet it's very... You've seen hotel rooms. Yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> I can imagine what a, a plot uh, of land is in there. So, all right, I'll, I, yeah, that's a good idea. I'll talk to my newly made wife, Maya, and find out where we should be buried. Uh, but before my, I, I was struggling. Like, I, I, I should, I want to be buried in Connecticut. But why? Why do I like you in Texas? Yeah, Texas, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, on the border. Why, on the border, right? Under you, Trump's fence. We're, we're I gonna, mean, we're gonna spread happen. your ashes on the fence. Yeah, there you we're go. Like ah, Longoria, half, half out. Before the fence, Longoria made this journey. We lay him now to rest. May he uh, cling to the, sh- the the soles of the shoes yeah. of, yes. of, of of other folks trying to find freedom. May his spirit guide. You know, I've got the whole thing all planned out now. Man, that's cool. But yeah, I should probably ask Maya. So if it's Maya, she's got a lot of family in Atlanta, so it'll be Atlanta. Unless she doesn't want me. She's like, you know, we or go. maybe she wants to be cremated. Yeah, that's right. Actually, these are conversations I should have <laughs> yes. with uh, with your wife. Yeah, you know, I often will talk. Uh, Maya and I are most common conversation is food 
and a lot of the time it's it's seafood. So when I saw your story about mussels, I thought, oh, mussel story. But th- these are not food mussels. These are zebra mussels. I don't think you can eat them, and we don't want them in Georgia for a lot of reasons, but apparently they might be in Georgia now. We're going to go to a specialist at the uh, Department of Natural Resources and talk about what is uh, basically an invasive species that might be here in Georgia called the zebra mussels. You want to stick around for this, especially if you have lake property in Georgia. And then uh, then your calls. We'll get this thing rolling. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Always on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is Atlanta Susan Talk with Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB. Hey, this is Anderson Cooper, and you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. 438 on an absolutely gorgeous day in Atlanta. Mark Aram and the Bananas at your beck and call till 7 p.m. This is Atlanta's News Ad Talk with Mark Aram. It's so gorgeous, uh, Longoria. If I had a boat, I would probably go up to Lake Lanier after the show and take a trip. Uh, and I'm going to segue that into uh, the topic right now that Deborah Green found out. Uh, zebra mussels. Longoria said he's never heard of them. Nope. I actually had heard of them because... Back in college, uh, in you know, years ago, I had an environmental science project uh, class, whatever thing, and I had to do a paper on invasive species. And where I went to college was right on the Hudson River, and uh, that was a concern back in the day. Were, were zebra mussels in the Hudson River? And and cross your fingers. Hopefully, not a concern here in Georgia. Let's get to the bottom of it. Joining us from the uh, Georgia DNR, a fisheries biologist, Jim Page is on the Mark Aram Show. Jim, thanks for calling up, buddy. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me. Thank you. So I, I've I've known about zebra mussels for decades, the invasive species they are, and and have have some been found in Lake Lanier. Where, where are we on this story? So fortunately, we haven't found them in the lake yet. The incident we had was a boat owner recently purchased a boat out of Tennessee and was very observant. And I commend him greatly for that. They brought the boat down to Georgia, and when they got it here. Before they put it in the water, as they were cleaning it, they realized they had an unknown mussel on the bottom of it. So they called us up, which is the absolute right thing to do. We came out, identified it as zebra mussels, which is, as you alluded to earlier, highly invasive. So one that we're really trying to keep out of here. So this so far has been a good story if we can keep them out. Um, we feel like that water, the, the boat never made it into the water, so we feel good about that. But we'll continue to monitor Lake Lanier nonetheless. Wow. So I didn't even think about that. Well, so that's the headline is the good news, though, that, that the mussels were identified on the boat before it went into Lake Lanier. Uh, so there's there's no chance of it spreading, right? But the the bad news is, I mean, there's so many folks that have boats up on Lake Lanier, and I guess a lot of them are buying from out of state. This one was purchased in Tennessee, so everyone's got to be vigilant about this so the zebra mussels don't get into our Georgia water. That is absolutely correct. Yeah, we need any, any and everybody to be very, very vigilant. Um, this is a species that we have really tried to keep out of our state. In the states where it's been introduced, it really has caused a lot of ecological and economic damage. Um, as you alluded to, from where you are in the Hudson, the Great Lakes, where it was first introduced, it's caused billions of dollars nationwide um, from clogging intake pipes on industrial facilities to uh, clogging up a lot of boat motors, um, just creating havoc pretty much in a, in a variety of ways. And so we've really tried to keep uh, it out of our state waters. Thus far, we've done well with that. But it's going to take the, he- the, the help of the public to continue doing that. Yeah, I know so it. In, in a lot of cases, you mentioned there's the buildup in water systems, et cetera, et cetera. But in other areas, I mean, th- these have spread. I think they started in, in Russia, right? They're native to Russia water. 
but where they've uh, infiltrated other waterways, they've killed native species, right, and wiped out a bunch of native species in the water. Correct. Like a lot of our non-natives, they do compete directly with our native species. And so, yes, they've, uh, they've been known to wipe out other mussel populations. Um, they wipe out a lot of our phytoplankton population because that's what they consume. And so they're obviously interrupting the food chain when they do that. So that affects even other species. So, again, just a nasty critter that we don't want here. So we need the help of the public to be able to keep it from, from, uh, from getting here. We're talking to Jim Page from the Georgia DNR. He is a statewide expert on aquatic nuisance species. Uh, I remember another big story. This might have been, uh, again, I'm going, I'm dating myself, but I remember maybe it was 60 Minutes did a, a, a big piece on uh, Asian carp in the Mississippi River. I mean, as a, as a aquatic nuisance species, you familiar with that? Absolutely. In fact, they're right next door to us in Tennessee, uh, just to the north, not far away. And that's another one that we're really trying to keep out of here. That's one that, again, uh, interrupts food chains from eating phytoplankton, but it's also a huge safety concern for people. It's a, a fish known to jump upwards of 10 feet out of the water when it's startled, and one of the things that startles it most is boats. And so obviously if you're in a boat and you're near a fish that jumps out and hits you, and a fish that in this case can weigh up to 60-plus pounds, uh, that yeah. can a <laughs> Deborah's losing her mind in here. Yeah, it's go, uh, a sixty-pound fish. That's just like and it me. just. I mean, would terrify check me. out YouTube and just Google Asian carp. It, it's crazy. Today we got a discussion with Jim Page, fisheries biologist from the Georgia DNR. He is an aquatic nuisance species. So I, I mentioned those carp. It, it's insane, Deborah. I mean, and and there are so many of them. Uh, what what other species are we trying to fight to keep out of our Georgia waterways, Jim? Besides the the carp and the mussels. So uh, northern snakehead is another one that we actually had an incident uh, two years ago up, up uh, your way, actually, towards Atlanta. Um, fortunately, that was an isolated incident, but, and we feel like we hopefully eradicated all the individuals uh, involved with that one. But that's another one we don't want to get established here. There's, uh, there's actually many, many more. Um, our, our biggest message is continuing to, to try to protect our native species, and to do that, we've, we've got to get folks to help us uh, not introduce these non-natives. So whatever they can do to help, be vigilant. Don't dump your aquariums. You know, do a lot of different things to help us. Uh, prevent this stuff from being introduced. Gosh, I didn't even think about that dumping aquariums. Yeah, that that's a big one. Uh, so if, if folks, uh, I'm obviously we, we do not want. Trust me, folks, you don't want the zebra mussels in the Georgia waterways. So luckily, that person that that purchased a boat in Tennessee uh, scoped it out, saw that they were on there. Uh, what do these mussels look like, Jim? So the folks can be wary of them if they do purchase a boat or happen to see some in waterways. So great question. They're very distinguished, distinguishable. They're. Um, they're about, a, as an adult, they grow to about an inch, so not very big, but they have uh, distinctive stripes, uh, almost zebra-like stripes, if you will, on them. They're usually tan in color with dark brown stripes. Um, and like I said, when, when, usually when you find them, you'll find them in large numbers. They cluster up and they grow into huge, uh, huge clusters, if you will, and that's what's, that's what's causing such a problem um, is when they form these, these dense clusters, whether it's on boats, dock pilings, or, or uh, uh, water intake pipes. Um, that, that's where your problems really, really become... Uh, hit, that's where the rubber hits, hits the road, so to speak. So, and, and if folks see them, just automatically give you guys a, a call, go to the website. What, what's the protocol there? Absolutely. Give us a call if you like. Uh, you can certainly find our number on our website, which is georgiawildlife.com uh, forward slash ANS. Um, you can call your nearest re uh, regional office, DNR regional office there. Uh, and, and please, if you have any questions, if you have any 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 questions or, or even if you think you may see one, not sure about it, call us, take a picture of it. We'll be glad to identify it. We'd rather would rather you reach out to us and it be a a, a, a mistaken identity, if you will, than to not reach out and, and we have a bigger problem down the road. Indeed. And, and this, this is, I mean, you, even if you don't have a, a home on the lake, like most of us don't, or a boat on the lake, but 
the, the cost of this is, is enormous. According to a congressional report in the United States of America, the cost to power companies, right? They, they use the water for intake, et cetera. The cost to power companies for cleaning out the zebra mussels, $3 billion. It, so this is an environmental issue. It's a, it's a financial issue. And we, we don't want these, uh, these species in our water, Jim. We sure don't. And the thing is, is prevention. Again, that's where boaters can really help us out. Always check your boat after you pull it out of the water. Make sure you, you practice what we call clean, drain, dry. Our website actually gives you details on that. But, again, thoroughly checking your boat after you take it out of any water body, clean it, dry it, and make sure before you go into the next water body that you check it again to make sure it's clean, doesn't have any hitchhikers on it, whether it's zebra mussels or, or, or other aquatic plants that we may have. They're also highly invasive. So, again, that's where folks can really help us out to really prevent this stuff from, from being traveled around or moved around from, from water body to water body. As my mom used to say, don't pick up hitchhikers. That's good advice from you, my mom, and uh, Jim Page, uh, fisheries biologist from the Georgia DNR. Final question for you, Jim. These things aren't delicious over linguine, right? This is not a not something we can feast on, these mussels. Uh, not something I know you would feast on, but nonetheless, uh, <laughs> very important for us to get out. So uh, I appreciate the help from everybody. Keep an eye out, folks. If you have any questions... Feel free to reach out to us, and we'd be glad to help. All right. I really appreciate your time. Jim Page, fisheries biologist from the Georgia DNR, on uh, the possibility of an invasive species uh, here in the Georgia waterways. Crazy stuff. We'll come back with your calls. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB. Lattice News and Talk with Mark Aram. I'm just really stoked that Mark's on earlier now. Weekdays 4 till 7 on 95.5 WSB. This hour is sponsored by Comcast Business. Kirk Mellish's full forecast coming up in just a couple of minutes. And of course, any big breaking news, we will break in immediately like we did yesterday. We're not afraid to go on early or stay late. This is Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram, and I, I really like digging into the, uh, the the big local stories. I, I, I'm glad that the mussels, like that's a that uh, boat owner that recognized the zebra mussels on yeah. the hull. You know, just just don't buy stuff from Tennessee. I think that's the that was the moral <laughs> that of the story. We, yeah, that we got Everything from, that. from Tennessee is is tainted. The mussels that they have those carp in Tennessee. Did you watch that video on YouTube, Evergreen? That's crazy. It is insane. I'll, I'll you know what? Send me the link. And I'll tweet it out. If you've okay. never seen, have you ever never seen this? I have those carp that jump out. Yeah. Oh my god. It's crazy. And I, I love fishing, but that would freak me out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would freak me the blank out. You know what freaks me out too? Mm. Big Brother. Yes. So this is a story. I want to talk about this next hour. I'll, I'll lead up into it now. Um, Amazon. And Whole Foods Market, was it Amazon buy Whole Foods Market, or what's the deal there, Deborah? Yeah, I think they're owners of Whole Foods Market. Okay, yeah. so they bought it. Like, Amazon buys everything. And I think Amazon makes a uh, a chicken version of a Brunswick student, <laughs> which is available wow. on Amazon.com. Yeah. Uh, so th- this this freaks me out, as uh, I'm really anti-Big Brother. Um, Amazon is expanding its palm scanning payment system to a Whole Foods store in Seattle, the company announced today, the first of many planned rollouts at other locations. Uh, Amazon One, which debuted in September and is currently used at about a dozen Amazon physical stores, allow shopper to pay for items by pacing, placing their palm over a scanning device. Think about that. Like, you, you go to the store, grocery store, you get your things, and instead of... Uh, you know, well, thank goodness no one's writing checks anymore. That was horrible. But <laughs> instead of paying with your credit card or right, cash or whatever, right. uh, you, you hold your palm up 
like one of those sci-fi movies yeah. or like uh, they scan your eyeball they scan your eyeball or you know when like rich people I guess have safes that oh, you have to yeah. put your thing it's like that um, and that's how you pay uh, the first time shoppers use the kiosk they have to insert a credit card to link it with their palm print but after that shoppers can simply pay by holding their hand over the kiosk I that no that I guarantee you this is my Sean Hannity solemn vow <laughs> I will never <laughs> sign up for that. I was hesitant to do the iPhone thumbprint thing. Oh, yeah. Like, it took me a while. Yeah, I just recently did that, like, this year. I was a, a late adopter <laughs> to that. I was like, uh, and so, it was actually Sanjay that did it. He's like, you, you look like a monkey trying to put, you know. He's like, just use the thumbprint, man. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, sign up for I was like, no, that's big brotherish, man. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want He's like, no one cares about your thumb, Aram. You look like a monkey trying to. He kept saying that, like trying to, you know, manually put my yeah, code yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. So Sanjay actually set it up on my iPhone. Uh, but at that, it took me years to do that because I don't want my fingerprints, my palm print, uh, my retina scan. I don't want any of that ish out there. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Publix, if you're listening, don't do this, man. Well, I, I shop at Publix. We're shopping as a pleasure. I'm not to do it. As much as I love Publix, I'm not doing the palm scan at Publix either. No. This no. is freaking me out. So what I want to know when we come back after news, weather, and traffic, what, uh, what big brotherish thing freaks you out the most in 2021? Uh, and if you've, ever, if you've never read 1984, reread it. I try to read it every year. Big Brother's a scary thing, and I'm not doing that palm print. Would you do the palm print payment plan, and and what freaks you out? uh, What Big Brother thing freaks you out the most? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Always on Twitter, uh, at Mark Aram. Also on Instagram. Oh, and I'll tweet out the the link of the cart video. Uh, Coming up in an hour, we're going to play Millennial Match Game, and we've got Johnny Kilbasa with a fast food review. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB. Welcome back to the show and a good... Today, Wednesday Eve to you. All right, maybe I am at effects from the yesterday uh, was a long day from the second vaccine shot. Uh, Mark Aram here, you there coming up on 5 10, 10 minutes after five o'clock. This is Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram, heard Monday through Friday, including today, Wednesday, 4 to 7 p.m. on WSB Radio. Everybody here today, Deborah Green, the executive producer of the broadcast, Longoria, who wants his ashes scattered at the U.S. Mexico border on the other side of the takeout window. Low T Chuck's off today and the rest of the week. Uh, DJ Crystal Catfish Wheeler is screening your calls in one hour. We're going to play Millennial Match Game. Uh, before the news, I-, I told you about that story that Deborah found. Uh, Amazon and Whole Foods, that's, that's one big unit now, uh, is going to start a palm scanning payment system where you just use your palm print to pay for your groceries. I'm sorry. As much as I like the Whole Foods hot bar, which is fantastic. Have you ever tried that, Longoria? I have not. Oh, it's dangerous. I'm, I'm not. Sure it is. There's, I'm so afraid of Big Brother. Not afraid, just worried about yeah, Big Brother yeah. that I am not giving Amazon my palm scan. Uh, what do you think about that? And, and what about Big Brother scares you the most? 404 872 0750 1 800 WSB Talk. Teresa kicks us off in Sandy Springs. Hey, Teresa. Hello, how are you? Excellent. What, what do you think about this story? Uh, well, I uh, 
my children live in California, and so I go to Los Angeles at least four times a year, and I got suckered in by the nice man uh, to get my eyeball scanned. Where um, where was and, this? Well, you know, you can go through. I don't know if I can say the name of the company, but, you know, every airport. Oh, well, at the airport, airport security has, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the airport security. So anyway, I kind of regret doing it, but yet I feel a sense of superiority when I'm able to jump <laughs> to the front of the line. Yeah, you'll, so, you'll trade superiority for your civil liberties, I guess. Now, uh, you, I, you can I, say that I actually am curious about which. Is this clear? Is this easy pass? It's clear. It's, clear. It's, it's Clear, but I, but Mark, I am not doing a um, palm scan. Yeah. I am not going to do that. So yeah. I haven't signed up for Clear yet, and I think I can get it for free with one of my credit cards. Like, they'll reimburse me if I do it. But right. I, I was thinking I about doing it, and then the pandemic hit, and I'm like, well, I'm not traveling anyway. So, But I didn't know they took your eyeball scan. Oh, yeah. They, they scan your eyeball, and when you walk up after you, and I get it for free, too, on my credit card. Yeah. Um, but when you walk up to security, you put your eyeballs in the, in the thingy, Jeez. and they're taking pictures. They're, they're reading your eyeball to tell who you are. Creepy. That's a great way to get pink eye, too, I would imagine. <laughs> I can't do that. You know, yeah. I, the eye doctor is my least favorite. Like, dentist doesn't bother me. Any other doctor, you don't want, I hate you don't going to mess to the with eye your doctor. eyes. All right, I got to think about that. Again, clear, you do you. I mean, I'm not, uh, I was obviously concerned. I didn't know you'd had the eyeballs. Yeah, no, right? I'm not going to do it. I was not, thinking the same thing. Yeah, you're not going to do it? Mm-mm. All right. David's and Tucker, our old friend. How are you, David? Uh, I'm doing well. Thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, a while back, I was talking to my. Uh, internet provider and and of course uh, talking to someone in india and out of the blue they say hey i really like your house what and uh, it turns out he's uh google earth me and he was staring at a photo of my house that's freaky that's so that was kind of weird <laughs> yeah i i mean i enjoy google earth i think it's cool and fun but that's kind of creepy that someone you know a continent away could could just zoom in at David's palatial manor in Tucker and take a look at it. Yeah, that's uh, a lot of this stuff can come in incrementally. You go, oh, that's not a big deal. Da 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 da. And what what will happen is this is the exception. It's what happens when it becomes a rule. Oh, you can't yeah, you have to do this, it so exactly. Let, do that. Yeah. let me ask you a question. So for folks yeah. that don't know, David is, if you don't mind me saying, you're visually impaired, right? Uh, I'm blind as a bat. Okay, well, uh, there you go. <laughs> now, would the, would the palm reading be easier for you at grocery stores and, and checking out places? Uh, not really make no. any any difference. I'm just, you know, playing for my plastic or cash. It, it doesn't really have much of an impact. Okay. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, fair enough. Well, if you ever want uh, anyone to do shopping for you, Longoria said he'd go. He'd be happy to... So he's seen your house on Google Earth, and he's oh, yeah. very happy. It's a wonderful house, yeah, he by can, the way. He knows exactly where to deliver the groceries, <laughs> yeah, yeah, David. Yeah. Okay, thank you. All right, there you go, David and Tucker. James joins oh. us in Lilburn. James, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. What's going on, buddy? Hey, how's it going? Excellent. Um, well, the thing is about uh, the palm pit read for the... Uh... <laughs> you all right, buddy? All right, we, we he just got in an accident. David, uh, Doug Turnbull, find out where David just crashed <laughs> and send it out in the uh, Triple Team Traffic Alert app. Uh, Jonathan's in Woodstock. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Hey, love the show. But I'm with you 100%. Uh, the, the thumbprint thing, I just started myself. My, my iPhone's so old, goodness gracious, I don't want a new one. 
I want a new I want a new flip phone. I mean, now you got facial recognition. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, I, I think Maya has that on her iPhone. Um, I, I mean, listen, my face is out there anyway. It's not like I'm trying to hide from the feds or anything, but I don't want the facial recognition. I was I, I was hesitant to do the thumb thing, and I've got an old phone, too. I've got an iPhone 8. It's a work phone, and the only reason I want to get a newer iPhone... Do you have an iPhone, Deborah, or do you have an Android? I have a 12. Do you, that thing where you can take video oh, off your screen? Like, yeah. yeah I, I can't do that with my old... And, oh. the, and portrait mode pictures. Yeah, like, there's, there's some cool features. Yeah, but I'm not doing that facial recognition, Jonathan. Heck no. No, I got an eight too. I'm with you. I'll keep this eight until it breaks. Yeah, and again, I'm not complaining to the bosses. Uh, it's a, it's a work phone. They pay for it. It's fantastic. I, I will say um, that when I wanted, I needed an upgrade. They're like, we only have a pink one. So I have, uh, but I put a case on. I do. I have a case yeah. on it, but it's like uh, and really, I'm, you got a pink one. Yeah, oh. and, I, and I brought it to the store to activate, and they're like, "Oh, okay, uh, this is yours or your wife's or your daughter's." I'm <laughs> your like, "Daughters." No, it's this is mine. Jonathan, appreciate the call, buddy. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. Corey in beautiful Jonesboro, Georgia. Welcome to the show, Corey. Preach, Welks, buddy. What's going on? Hey, uh, you. The thing that freaks me out is when you are talking to someone, you got your phone near you, and then you go on Facebook, and then whatever you were talking about is on the ad. Yeah, that's horrible. And that's, I mean, that's just like what at first happened. People were freaking out. Now we just accept it. Like, our phones are listening to us 24-7 all the time. Yeah, and the, the Palm thing, if everyone were to get on board with that, like right now, if someone robs you, they take your wallet. If everyone gets on board, they're going to be chopping your hand off so they can go shopping <laughs> with your hand. I, you know what's so funny? I thought about that. So, again, I'm freaking out. I was kind of hesitant with the uh, thumbprint thing. So I've got my bank app on here, and I've got the thumbprint ID where I don't have to enter the password in all the time. And I was thinking that. I'm like, if I get carjacked and they pull, you know, they open your phone and they put your thumb down on the Wells Fargo thing, and they can just drain my account out like that. Uh, I'm just, if they go to the eyeballs, it's even worse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just gonna throw my phone into the into Lake Lanier, and hopefully it'll land on a on a, a, a zebra mussel and kill it, because that freaks me out. Good call, Corey. I appreciate it, buddy. Uh, Jeremy's in Loganville, Georgia. Jeremy, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Thank you, sir. How are you today? Excellent. What's cooking, buddy? So when has Tap to Pay and Apple Pay become so hard that we just need to be able to? Barely move our hand across this little scanner. <laughs> I know, right? Have they not made it easy enough for us? I've, I have Apple Pay on my phone, but honestly, I don't even know how to use it. How do you use Apple Pay? You as do soon have to you set, set it up. up it's easy. You just yeah. double click oh, your power it. button on the side. I've oh. got it. It says, like, every time I hit the thing by accident, it's like, yeah. uh, here's your Apple Pay. What do you want to buy? I mean, do you have it set up to another account? Yeah. 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 Oh, well, then, honestly, you just have to, like, hold it up next to whatever the thing is that accepts it. Like, like a, a gas. I don't even know what accepts it. I've never used it. Some grocery oh, stores most, do. Most, most point of payment places will take it, and all yeah. you do is just double click your power button on it, yeah. and it goes straight to your card. Did you say the pink pony takes it? Is that what you <laughs> said, Jeremy? Uh, that I wouldn't uh, admit to knowing. <laughs> hey, Jeremy, I appreciate your call, buddy. Uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Whole Foods Market uh, is uh, dabbling in a Palm payment plan at their grocery store in Seattle as uh, as an opponent of Big Brother. I'm freaking out by this, and I definitely would not uh, engage in a Palm payment plan. Would you? 
And uh, what about Big Brother freaks you out the most right now? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Always on the Twitters and the Instagrams, at Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. He really is funny and I love his nonpartisan point of view. Weekdays 4 till 7 on 95.5 WSB. This hour sponsored by Comcast Business. Whole Foods Market palm print paying in Seattle. Kind of freaking me out here. Big brotherish. Welcome back to the Mark Aram Show. 404-872-0750. Craig joins us in Whitesburg. Craig, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Hey, Mark, how you doing? Excellent. What's What are your thoughts on this story? Hey, I do about uh, 100,000 miles a year on Delta, so I'm so far in at different programs. I think that the government knows me quite well. The thing that freaks me out the most, though, I believe, is the move towards cryptocurrency and digital dollars. That's so far out of my realm of knowledge. I don't know anything about crypto. Yeah, I know very little, but from what I've read... You know, if I wanted to make a cash payment to you, you know, the, somewhere that has to be approved by somebody that's watching. And, you know, I just don't want someone overseeing my, my transaction to say, hey, I don't, I don't like you. you you're not going to let it go through. Yeah, that's why Longoria keeps all his cash buried in his uh, vegetable garden. Out uh, oh, should I, not, yeah. should I not have said that? Yeah, no. Phyllis on Twitter okay. says she clocks in at work with her palm print. That's I wouldn't do that here. At my old job in Texas, we had to use our thumbprint to clock in. Oh, see, I would push back against that, man. I mean, I'm here. Give me an old-fashioned punch clock, whatever. And it sucked because you couldn't really like, hey, you know, tell him I came in at four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like four oh one. Like, look oh, at the security man, camera. Late. I'll wave to you. <laughs> I'm not giving you my palm print. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Steve's in Grayson. Steve, welcome to the show. What's up, buddy? Hey, buddy. Uh, well. We looked into this for the emissions program we had in Georgia. We have in Georgia, and we actually use what's called a finger vein. But the palm vein has been used uh, for lunch programs in schools for years, so you don't have to carry money or anything. And it just looks at the veins in your hand, maps them, and that's it. It's veins? No so so yeah, Longoria's the, the daughter's going to elementary school, and she wants to pay for her lunch. They look at the veins on her hand? Yeah, what the, what the palm reader does is it actually looks at the vein structure inside your hand, and it that's very unique, and it, it's uh, once you get enrolled, it, it takes literally a, a second to figure out who you are. Now, I could see bullies, not that your daughter's a bully, Longoria. No, no. But a bully but grabbing, one, grabbing someone, some kid's hand and be like, you're uh, paying for my lunch. Yeah. And puts the, <laughs> and puts the, the veins over. Tell your the, dad you're paying for my lunch today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's good for bullies, I guess. That's an easy yeah, way to yeah. just get so, free I lunch. Mean, there's someone there watching who's, who's you know, forcing your palm on there, but... Uh, now, we've oh. used it very successfully here in uh, the finger vein, and it's uh, very easy to use, uh, very unique to you, and, and it's more reliable in fingerprints. Well, that, but, but unique to me is the key, right? So they, I don't want the government to uh, have my vein structure mapped out. I, that's just, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it basically digitizes it, so it's a scrambled, encrypted number that every time you log in, it's got a matched encrypted number. So they, they can't really identify you if they get that number. It just matches you up in the database. I mean, it's not like they they can recreate your your palm or your finger. Uh, I don't not know. Yet. Not yet, yeah. They got 3D printers now, Steve. Here's the deal, Longoria. 
Yeah. Your, your daughters are now brand bagging it every day. I don't want oh, yeah. my goddaughters oh, having their vein structure being yeah. read at the elementary school so they can get Absolutely. a sloppy yeah. Joe's on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. no I'll, more. I'll uh, I'll make the lunches if okay. need be. All right. Nice gefilte fish sandwich. <laughs> get them started uh, early. Some matzo ball soup in a thermos. <laughs> Cascojones. Thermos? Yeah. Do they even still make thermoses? Yeah, they make thermoses. Um, all right, we're going to come back with more recalls. Yeah, no. Oh, Big, uh, big Brother's worse than I thought. Eye scans, palm prints, vein. Oh. All right, your thoughts on this developing story. Next, when we come back after news, weather, and traffic. 404 872 750 1-800-WSB Talk. This is Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB. Hi, this is Lewis Gusset Jr. This is the Mark Aram Show. And if you have any common sense, you should listen to the Mark Aram Show. I come from Little windy, little chilly, but I think it's a beautiful day in Atlanta. Welcome back to Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram, Monday through Friday here on WSB from 4 to 7 p.m. in 30 minutes. We're going to play Millennial Match Game. In an hour, Johnny Kilboss is going to join us with a fast food review. Hopefully no fast food restaurants are planning to do what Whole Foods is doing in Seattle, uh, installing or testing, I guess I should say, Deborah, testing uh, in this uh, one grocery store a palm payment plan. Basically... Uh, you register with your palm print, and then every time you go to the grocery store, instead of breaking out the credit card or like Longoria's mother-in-law does, write a check for the groceries, you just put your palm up, and that's how you pay for your groceries. I am never, ever, ever going to do that. I'm too freaked out by Big Brother. Just will not happen. Your thoughts on that story and the possibility of palm payments or vein payments or eyeball scans? Uh, and what freaks you most about uh, out about Big Brother? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Via the Piccadilly text line for my mom, Longoria. She's a big fan of yours. That's why I bring oh, yeah. this up to you. I, I mean, she loves mom. Deborah, too. Yeah, I love your mom. She she's uh, she says you're a big old tidy bear. Mm-hmm. My mom's got a southern accent on her. <laughs> yeah. She said they had their, uh, her and my dad had to get retina scanned going from Israel to Jordan. Mm. And she said it was scary stuff. A retina, I guess, terrorism? I don't know. Like making sure they're not in uh, the Mossad, the, <laughs> yeah, the Israeli yeah. Secret Service. Yeah. Ed Aram, Mossad agent. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> that would. My dad's like, I gotta, I gotta level with you. I've, yeah. I've been a Mossad agent for forty years. Yeah. What do you think? I've been doing this for my whole life. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. basically uh, Jewish Jason Bourne. <laughs> if that, that'd be pretty cool. I'd yeah. be like, no kidding, Dad. That's yeah. pretty awesome. All those times I said I had a second job. Yeah, I did. I was. I was an assassin for <laughs> the Mossad. Anyway, Chuck's in Marietta. Chuck, thanks for hanging on. Welcome to the show, my friend. Oh, hey, Mark. How are you doing? Excellent. What, what do you think about this crazy story about the palm print? Well, uh, when you mentioned 1984, the movie or the book, first thing that came to mind was Newspeak, if you're familiar with that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the lead character was a government employee who had a manual called Newspeak that... Uh, determine what terms the news media was allowed to use for various things. Like today, we actually have, AP has a manual that uh, uh, gives the correct usage. You, you know, you can't say Islamic terrorists. You have to say uh, whatever they specify. You can't say illegal immigrants. Well, just, let, me, let me just jump in for a second. So it's it's called the AP Style Guide, and it's been around for decades. Um, right. And it's that doesn't tell folks what to or not say. That just tells folks, what the Associated Press uses. So, like, we don't have to follow the AP style guide here at WSB Radio. They just let the let news organizations know how the Associated Press handles it. Correct. It's not mandatory yeah. uh, at this time. Correct. 
but but that's what uh, that's what uh, struck me most of all. Sure, is, absolutely. Uh, but it is but it is mandatory. It is mandatory for AP writers that that is their handbook. So AP writers must follow the AP style handbook. But other organizations don't have to do that. But often, I don't even know if there's actual book anymore, Deborah. We used to have them in the newsroom. It's probably all online now. But it'd be like, uh, you know, I'd look it up like, oh, do I hyphen peach tree, petri dish or, right. you yeah. know. It, I think you can find a PDF if we use them here because we use them for everything, whether yeah. it's writing or even how we use graphics. Yeah. Like you can't use it this way. You can only use it this way. So it's Like I never common. know, to, like, do I capitalize East Atlanta. Like, do I capitalize the E in East Atlanta? Because like, it's a specific location. Yeah. yeah, so, like, that's what the AP style guide is for. But, yeah, definitely Newspeak. Uh, Tim is in Canton, Georgia. Tim, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm real good, Mark. This story brought something to mind a little while ago when I was setting up a new iPhone at work, and our, our millennial-esque uh, technical guy was helping me out with it, and he goes, okay, now here, just put your thumbprint here. And I said, no. Look at me like, what? I said, No. <laughs> And, and it's like he, he couldn't compute, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Oh, just get, just set me up a pen, and I'm good. I think the, the younger generation is more pliable, right? They're they're like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever whatever the the little machine wants me to do, I'm going to do. Right, and he was just he was incredulous. You couldn't believe it. Like, <laughs> He's like, what's what's the matter, old timer? <laughs> yeah. Throw your throw your your dry crusty thumb on this print and get it set up. So just my two cents. Hope y'all have a good day. I appreciate it, Tim. I did. By the way, going back to 1984, I didn't know there was a movie. 1984. Yeah, it's been out for a while. I got. I'm, yeah. I'm going to find to see if that's on Xfinity on demand this weekend. Renee joins us in Decatur, where it is most definitely greater. How are you, Renee? Absolutely, it is greater. I am great, Mark, and I am with you. What scares me about this Big Brother stuff is that it's made us less independent, less critical thinking and that so many of us especially it seems like those on the left are so comfortable with it to the point that they even promote more big brother um i don't know i don't know how politically uh how i feel about it i just in general i I just think uh you know the the influence of of what i'm seeing big brotherish to be fair though if waffle house is like you're only going to get your egg and cheese sandwich if you scan your retina I'd probably be like, "All right, fine." Yeah. No yeah. thanks. <laughs> by no the thanks. way, but uh, it's 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 Waffle House. Speaking of Waffle yeah. House, Longoria, can I get the breaking news sounder here? Damn. This is fa- you know, you know my love affair with Waffle House for going on twenty Where no thirty that? years now. Um, the other day, I went my Waffle House reopened on Howell Mill Road, and I texted Maya, and I was like, "Oh no, this was uh, Sunday morning." I was like, oh, "I'm going to go get breakfast at Waffle House." I was like, "What do you want?" She says, "Blah blah blah," and a pecan waffle. And for my whole life going to Waffle House, I've never had the pecan waffle. I've just gotten the regular really? waffle. Yeah. I feel like you have to have that down here. Well, now I'm addicted. Yeah. So I was like, well, we'll split the waffle. She's like, okay, fine. <laughs> so last night, or no, this morning, I, I so I had one Sunday, and then this morning I was like, I'm stopping at Waffle House, and I got a pecan waffle <laughs> on the way home. That thing is so good. I'll have to try it next it's time. It's so good. I knew they had it, right but in. I just didn't never try it. Yeah. My uncle will deliberately drive through Georgia or places that have the Waffle yeah. House just so he can stop and get a, a pecan waffle. Yeah, I do a retina scan for a pecan waffle. <laughs> That's where I draw the line in the sand. 
Gladys News and Talk with Mark Aram. He's very multi-talented to be able to do what he does on the TV and to be able to do the radio show. With the full strength of the WSB News team and triple team traffic. Weekdays 4 till 7 on 95.5 WSB. Keithan in Atlanta joins us on the Mark Aram Show. What's going well, on, Keithan? I'm on the water with you, huh? If I do get there. All right, I want to eavesdrop on Keithan, but in case he says a bad word, we don't want to have to dump that. Dan is in Decatur. Dan, thanks for hanging on. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I am very conflicted about this. On the negative side, I don't want to be checking out at the with the cashier with the makings for s'mores for my kids and she say well the doctor says you can't have chocolate and you haven't and you you, we can see you haven't got a burn permit for your campfire yet that's brilliant that is brilliant dan but on the positive side i could see a palm touch payment method very popular at the pony (laughs) indeed well i think that's what that other guy was trying to say steve's in coming georgia steve welcome to the mark aram show hey mark how you doing what's up brother uh, yeah, you know, I'm 61, so I'm not a, a young guy about this, and I definitely don't like the idea of the government having so much information, but by the same token, hell, they already do. You know, you're talking about facial recognition. There's millions of cameras out there. If you don't think they already have your face somewhere, oh, you know, but it's listen, done. Listen, my face is on uh, on TV every morning. I, I mean, that that's I'm not worried about that. <laughs> what, what actually freaks me out is that, like, understood the government is going to have you know probably files on a lot of us but do i want a private company like amazon to have a file on me like oh mark's fat vein in his thumb you know i I don't know it's just a whole weird situation and i don't like it ruth mary's in lawrenceville hey ruth mary how are you all doing tonight excellent how are you ma'am i'm doing fine um i agree with you on on this different things I mean, the government, and being in the military, we were always Big Brother watching over us, especially if you had a clearance. I mean, they knew everything, where we went, et cetera, et cetera. But this is different, I think, in in my own personal life now that I'm not in the military. And I agree with you. It's just, um, yeah, it's kind of... And it's it's like a new Big Brother. So Big Brother was always, oh, the government. But this is private enterprise, Big Brother. This is Bezos, Amazon. Keith, are you back with us, brother? Yes. How you doing? Excellent. Well, real quick, buddy, what's on your mind on this story? Uh, I was just freaked out about the self-driving cars with nobody in it. They just going all the way with it, like sci-fi. Everything just turning to computerized. Yeah, I do think that is the future. There was a story the other day, though, a Tesla. You see that crashed into a, a tree and it blew up. It flames and hit a tree. Yeah, and the fire department had to call Tesla, and they're like, how do we extinguish this fire? Because they couldn't put the fire out. That's kind of weird. Yeah, man. It's just like going real sci-fi. Like everything is computerized. Technology is just... Yeah. Just, that's the new, but new I'm, I'm on the I'm side of, of self-driving cars simply for the reason we got to get Longoria off behind the wheel. We can't have him behind the wheel anymore. I want to set up a driving test, see how well I do. Because oh, I, because oh, I, because, because, because I there's really... There's something in the works. Yeah, we're I really working think on that. that I'm better than what we're you're We're actually saying. working on that, Longoria. Okay. So I'll pass to blind tuned. colors. Yeah. Uh... The only thing I can't do is parallel park. We might might have to have that uh, ashes discussion a little earlier (laughs) than you thought if you keep driving the way you do. All right, when we come back after news, weather, and traffic, everybody's favorite millennial match game. Stick around. This is Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB.
608 on a gorgeous Wednesday evening. Thanks for spending part of your drive home with us. This is Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB. I'm already hungry. Smile Mark McKay, Deborah, brought in some some gourmet cashews. Cool gourmet. They're fantastic, so I've been munching on them, and uh, yeah, so I'm hungry. That's all. Speaking of food, Johnny Kielbasa with a fast food review in exactly 30 minutes, but what are we doing right now there, Longoria? Let's play Millennial Match Game. Heck yeah, we are. Joining us live, she is a a radio icon. She is an integral member, perhaps the most integral member of the Tad and Drex Morning Show on B98.5, the best of the 80s, 90s, and today. It is lovely and talented Kara Lee. How are you, Kara? I'm great. What's up, you guys? How y'all doing? Uh, I'm great. Thank you. for. It's nice to have a star play Millennial Match Game. I like this. Uh, Kara, I'm I'm sure most folks know about you, but if you want to tell the folks at home a little bit about yourself, go ahead and do so. Well, I do the Tad and Drex Morning Show on B98.5, and I also do nights over there on B98. And when I'm not at work doing the Mark Aram shifts, then I'm at home with my two pups, um, BB and Margo. Beautiful. Yeah, Kara works mornings with me, so thanks for staying up late. All right, I'm going to let you think about today's category, Millennial Match Game. It is TV show sidekicks. TV show sidekicks. So think about that for a second. Let's meet our contestants on the phone. Freddie, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Tell the folks at home a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm a retired officer, and I've lived in Georgia now for five years, and I'm enjoying everything of it. Excellent. Well, thank you for your service, and thanks for playing, Freddie. You're going to be taking on Jake and McDonough. Jake, welcome to the show. Tell the fine folks at home a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm also an Army veteran, and uh, I currently work for Disney in the film industry. Oh, wow. Very cool. All right. So we got two great contestants. We got a great uh, millennial with a carrot. Now, here's the here's the deal, guys. Normally, I say when in doubt, the millennial doesn't know. I'm flipping the script. Kara knows everything. She's got a <laughs> she's got a thing on the B98.5 morning show. Where What's the name of your thing, your game? Are you smarter than Kara? Are you smarter than Kara? And no the list- pressure now, right? And, no pressure. <laughs> and the listeners are never smarter than Kara. And and what happens Whoa. when you win, Kara? What sound do you make? There you go. So if she gets it right, I want to hear that noise. Uh, so, oh, for sure. So, guys, she's going to know these, okay? We're just giving you a heads up. All right, we'll start with you, Freddie. Um, this TV sidekick's name was Robin. Robin. Will millennial Kara know who, uh, what show had the sidekick named Robin? Again, you, Freddie and Jake, don't need to know the answer. You just have to guess whether or not Kara will know. Will she know what TV show had a sidekick named Robin? Yeah, she's going to know. All right. Kara, Robin, sidekick on what TV show? Batman. To the Batmobile. That is correct. Batman. Good job. You get the point there, Freddie. All right, Jake, you're up. Uh, this sidekick's name is Dwight Schrute. Dwight Schrute. Will Millennial Kara know a TV show had a sidekick named Dwight Schrute? No. Oh, all right. Already doubting Kara Lee. Uh, Kara Lee, Dwight Schrute, sidekick in what television show? The Office? You said that with a question. You you don't you didn't know that for sure, Kara? <laughs> I wasn't positive. Really? Oh my god, I love The Office. All right. Uh Jake, uh Turns down my advice and bets against Kara. Uh, she did know that it was Dwight Schrute. All right. Oh, this is a tougher one. Kara's a millennial, so she's a little younger than us, Freddie. Um, will millennial Kara know what TV show starred a sidekick named Ethel Mertz? Ethel Mertz. Yes. Ooh, all right. Ethel Mertz, Kara, 
Sidekick on what famous TV show? Ethel Mertz. Oh, gosh. Uh, all in the family? That is a great guess, but... I love Lucy. Oh, man. Lucy and Ethel. That was Lucy's best friend, Ethel That's Mertz. Ethel Mertz. Quite, so I got great some uh, feedback on someone there. Are you, any, are you guys on speakerphone or you got your radio on? or What's going on there, Longoria? You're our engineer. Nothing? All right. We got it, we got it fixed now? Yeah, we got it fixed now. All right, good job. Um, all right, it is Jake's turn. Jake, this TV sidekick's name was Barney Fife. Barney Fife. Will Millennial Kara know a TV show had a sidekick named Barney Fife? Yes. You say yes, Jake? Yes. Oh, I played the song. Damn it. <laughs> Kara, what, what TV show <laughs> what TV show starred a, a sidekick named Barney Fife? The Andy Griffith Show. Yeah. Did you know that before I played the, the little clip there? Of course right. I did. <laughs> yeah. Kara knows. Barney Fife. Uh, Andy Griffith Show. By the way, in case you didn't know, the Andy Griffith Show was Captain Herb's favorite show. Starting round two of Millennial Match Game, as always, sponsored by our pals at Rocco's European Garage. What is the score, Deborah Green, and who is up? All right, we're tied up at 1-1, and it's Freddie's turn. Freddie, a TV show sidekick edition of Millennial Match Game. This is an interesting one. I would not have gotten this, but uh, I'm not Kara Lee from the B98.5 Morning Show. Uh, Freddie, <laughs> will Kara know what TV show... Start a sidekick named Kimmy Gibbler. Am I pronouncing that right, Deborah Green? Kimmy Gibbler. Will Millennial Kara know that TV show? Yes. Kimmy Gibbler was a sidekick on what famous TV show, Kara? Full House. I'm sad to, uh, I mean, happy to report that I've never seen an episode of Full House (laughs) or Fuller House. Really? Yeah. Well, it's funny. I've got a high IQ, Longoria, so oh I never felt God. the need. Wow. But I did see the, the 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 hot mom that went to jail. What's her name? Lori Loughlin? Yeah. Aunt Becky? Yeah, I saw. I, I sat next to Aunt Becky at a restaurant in Los Angeles once. She was gorgeous in person. I mean, like Longoria hot. She was <laughs> She was nice. a natural beauty. All right, I, I, I've, I've gone off the rails here. Uh, who's up, Deborah Green? It's Jake's turn. All right, Jake, here we go. Millennial Match Game. This famous TV sidekick's name was Vinny Delpino. Vinny Delpino. Will Millennial Kara know a TV show starred a, a sidekick named Vinny Delpino? I'm going to go with a no. Yeah, I don't know. This I'm on the fence on this one. Kara's really good, but this is an obscure sidekick. Vinny Delpino, Kara, what sidekick? What TV show is that from? I don't know. I don't know a Vinny Delpino. <laughs> You've never dated a Vinny Delpino? No, and I've dated a lot of frogs, so. Uh, I'll give you a hint. <laughs> this show starred a doctor. A doctor. A doctor. Doogie Hauser? That is correct. Doogie Hauser. Uh, we're still. Th- what, no point. I give a hint though. We'll give. We'll, it was Jake. Yeah, Jake. I've, I forced that out of her. You still get a point for that. I'm sorry about that. I just wanted to get it right. All right, Freddie, you're up, buddy. Freddie, um, let's put it this way: if she doesn't know the answer to this one, I'm gonna hang up on Kara, and I might not talk to her ever again at work. You ready? Oh, great. This TV show sidekick's name: George Costanza. George Costanza. Will Kara? From the Tad and Drex Morning Show, Noah TV show starred a sidekick named George Costanza. Yes. 
I hope so. For for the sake of our our work relationship, Kara, George Costanza, (laughs) sidekick on what TV show? Seinfeld. Yeah, all right. You saved it. I would have to go to HR and do fill out all this paperwork. George likes his chicken spicy. George likes his chicken spicy. All right, so you get the point. It is now Jake's turn. Ooh, I don't think she's going to get this one, Jake. I'm not going to sway your guess, but this TV sidekick's name was Ed Norton. Ed Norton. Will millennial, millennial Kara know a TV show had a sidekick named Ed Norton? No. Definitely yeah. no. Yeah, I'm flipping a coin on this one. Kara's good, but maybe not this good. Ed Norton was a sidekick on what famous TV show, Kara? Oh, gosh, I have no idea. I'll give you another hint. It's a okay. bl- It's a black and white television show. Oh, I definitely don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Norton! The Honeymooners, starring uh, legendary Jackie Gleason, and Ed Norton was played by, I'm forgetting his name now, um, Jim uh, Carney, Art Carney. And you ready? I know Art Carney's granddaughter. Oh, crazy. She was married to my buddy from high school. Oh, wow. Yeah, Shayna Carney. <laughs> and like that Art Carney Honeymooners money... No joke, because she lives in, like, this palatial mansion Even on the coast. Even back then. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so uh, so there you go. Uh, rest in peace. I'm assuming every member of that cast is gone, right? No, There's no little <laughs> survivor. I don't the, think so. Of the Honeymooners. All right, Millennial Match Game <laughs> continues on the Mark Aram Show. Who's up, Deborah Green? Uh, it's Freddie's turn. Freddie, here we go. This sidekick is Willow Rosenberg. Willow Rosenberg. Will Millennial Kara know a TV show starred a sidekick named Willow Rosenberg? Uh, I'm going to say no. I think she's going to get this one. I wouldn't have gotten this, but I think Millennial Kara will. Willow Rosenberg was a sidekick in what famous TV show there, Kara? Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. Another TV show I never saw a single episode of. I watched all of that. I think it was in high school. I watched the movie. I liked the movie. Uh, Oh, sure. Yeah. With Luke Perry. Was was it Luke Perry in there? Yeah, yeah, right. it was. I know it was the the blonde, Christy Swanson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I watched it for. It. All right, that is the end of round two of Millennial Match Game, sponsored by Rocco's European Garage. What is the score, Deborah Green? All right, Freddie's in the lead with four, but Jake's got three. All right, it's a nail biter. As always, Millennial Match Game will continue after this. You are listening to Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram on ninety five point five WSB. Lattice News and Talk with Mark Aram. He's like this really nice, friendly, warm guy. Entertaining. I love his real-life stories. Local. His music tastes are pretty spectacular. Plugged in. He's got it really rocking and rolling. Weekdays 4 till 7 on 95.5 WSB. Final round of Millennial Match Game on the Mark Aram Show, sponsored by Rocco's European Garage. What's the score, Deborah Green, and who is up? Freddie Ford, Jake Three, it's Jake Cern. Jake, this famous TV show sidekick's named Barney Rubble. Real quick, will Kara know what TV show that's from? <laughs> Absolutely. Kara Barney on, Rubble. The Flintstones. <laughs> Yabba Dabba Do. You are correct. All right. Oh, this is a tough one. Uh, Freddie, this TV show sidekick's name is Rhoda Morgenstern. Rhoda Morgenstern. <laughs> will Millennial Kara know what TV show that's from? Uh, okay, I want to go with uh, a yes. I think no on this one. I'd be very shocked. Rhoda Morgenstern, Kara, what TV show sidekick? 
I can see it in my head, but I can't think of the show. I don't know. The Mary Tyler Moore Show. Classic. Let's see if we can get one more in. Uh, It is Jake's turn. Brian Griffin is the sidekick. What TV show will uh, Kara leave? Absolutely. You say it. Brian Griffin, what TV show, Kara? Family Guy. That's right. That's the end of Millennium Match Game. What's the final score, Deborah Green? Final score, Freddie with four, Jake with five. Oh, but we have prizes for both. We do. We have prizes this day. So hang on the line, guys. You're going to get some prizes. Deborah Green, tell them what they've won. You're both headed to go see Sticks and Collective Soul at Ameris Bank Amphitheater on Friday, June 18th. Dang, Sticks, really? All right. Carol Lee, you want to shout out anything, social media or anything, or the morning show, whatever you want to promote? Yeah, you can check us out on the Tab and Direct show every morning from 5 a.m. to 9. And you can follow me on Instagram at KDelicious. Really great traffic uh, reports on that uh, Tad and Direct's morning show as well. Kara, they're excellent. You did a great job. Thank you, buddy. I'll talk to you in the morning. Uh, news, weather, and traffic. Then Johnny Kilbasa and the Fast Food Review next. Atlanta's News at Talk with Mark Air. He packed in the animals two by two. Oxacamalena. Kangaroo, 639-ish, 53 windy degrees on Peachtree Street. Mark Aram of the Bananas at your beck and call till 7 p.m. now, Monday through Friday on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. Um, I, I mentioned in the last segment I'm hungry, Deborah Green. How am I going to satiate my hunger? How are you going to satiate? Yeah. Like, what are you going to eat tonight? No, no. I'm just, I just wanted you to toss the Johnny <laughs> Kielbasa. There you go. And now, (laughs) on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the Fast Food Review. Joining us live on that greasy, salty hotline from parts unknown, height unknown, weight, oof, we do not want to know, Johnny Kielbasa and the ever-so-popular Fast Food Review. How you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing great, Mark Aram. Les Ise, les bon temps, roulet, as they say in certain parts of the world. And they're going to be saying it this week. For the downtown lunchers, because Quiznos are bringing back a New Orleans favorite, Mark. They're rolling out the Big Easy Mufaletta. That's right, a Mufaletta, Mark. That's a Sicilian sandwich from New Orleans. Don't get it confused with the Monte Cristo, which I know is one of your favorite sandwiches, Mark. But this is a Mufaletta. For those of you who are wondering about the etymology of Mufaletta, it's <laughs> there's a little bit of controversy. It's either the diminutive of uh, something that means mushroom, me and mufe, or something that means mushroom, me and mufolda, or I'm or mit muff or mitten. So, so it's whatever. A, it's a Unless New Orleans, you're Sicilian, it doesn't really matter. The 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 muffaletta, muffaletta, whatever you pronounce it, it's a it's a New Orleans staple. Um, I'm not a big fan of it because of the uh, the tapenade, Deborah. Am I pronouncing that right? The tapenade, the olive. So chop- let's talk about that. Uh, yeah, please, so the, Johnny. It, it, where the Italian sub stops and the muffaletta starts Thank is you. usually a question for some people, and you just nailed it. It's the olive tapenade, and they're going to call it the Italian olive salad here. And I think you'll be happy to know that this Italian olive salad is not as tapenade as a tapenade. A tapenade's, you know, chopped up so much it's almost like a jam or a jelly or mm-hmm. something like, like that. A, like a this marmalade, kinda... Alex Williams. It's like a marmalade. It's An like olive a marmalade. marmalade. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get it confused. But you know what? You can you can have it without the olive salad, okay. Mark. But the it's it's not it's it's kind of like 
chop it chopped up olives with a couple other things but they're gonna throw ham and salami and a gabagool on there <laughs> they, the little provolone a little gabagool. red onions and yellow mustard on the uh, focaccia roll which the focaccia roll is almost like a pizza crust so that's good if you know and, and this is a round sandwich as opposed to their usual sub buns so if you're downtown where all the quiznos are hey, i think it's worth a shot I mean, i'm trying if to like think... an italian sub and you don't have that much of an app- apprehension towards olive tapenade why not i'm trying to think of where the nearest quiznos is and apparently there's one uh 1.2 miles away from here down peachtree street uh in downtown atlanta so there all right I, I can't remember the last time i've seen one Oh, there's a bunch in downtown Atlanta. I there like used Quiznos. to be a lot more. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, uh, oh, the Big Easy Muffalata, uh, their take on a New Orleans muffaletta. Uh, so I pronounce <laughs> it both ways there. Kind of like the yeah, Chauvin. Great. I just did it so much. All right, so this is not fast food, but this is food news, Johnny. Uh, the parent company of Old Country Buffet has filed for bankruptcy. Uh, oh. They own Furs Fresh Buffet, Ryan's Old Country Buffet, Tahoe Joe's Famous Steakhouse and Hometown Buffet. They're all owned by Fresh Acquisitions. Now, they're not going out of business. Uh, They're just doing that restructuring thing. I guess Ryan's, Deborah, would be, I'm asking the wrong person. Ryan's Longoria is probably the most known locally of this. Uh, uh, Are you surprised at this, Johnny, that, you know, the pandemic has really hammered the buffet industry? Yeah, it's destroyed the buffet industry, and the sneeze guard will never be the same. I'm I'm afraid to know what next year's buffet is going to look like. Are we going to have to bend down and reach up and around to get to the salad bar now since the sneeze guards will be so big? I don't know what we're going to do, Mark. I honestly... I feel bad for buffet people because buffeting was obviously one of my favorite pastimes. Yeah, and, and ironically, the last buffet that I attended was with Longoria at Golden Corral off of Windy Hill Road. That was a fun experience, Longoria. That was. And then, that. and then you gave us all COVID. I, and, I did. And that was the end of the buffets. Uh, so hopefully they can restructure and the buffets will come back. As you know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the Buffets. Uh, Johnny K., uh, thanks for the update on the Mufaletta. We appreciate you as always. And if the cholesterol is high, baby, so am I. Johnny Cabasa on Twitter. Johnny Cabasa rocks on Instagram. And fifth anniversary week on the Sausage Hot Podcast on any pot app or Johnny Cabasa. <laughs> All things Kilbasa on johnnykilbasa.com. Appreciate you, bro. Anytime, bro. I uh <laughs> I'm going to I want to go to Quiznos. I haven't been in one in a while, but I'm not doing that uh the olive the Italian olive salad on the You take that off, I might get that sandwich. Uh we'll come back, finish up with your calls 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. Always on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB. Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. I'm just really stoked that Mark's on earlier now. With triple team traffic and Kirk Millish's five-day forecast. Weekdays 4 till 7 on 95.5 WSB. Out another action-packed edition of Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. Stick around 9 to midnight. Word on the street, Shelly Milani, DJ Crystal, and Scotty B. Rick in Canton joins us uh, as we close the show out. What's going on, Rick? Hey, Mark. I just want to let you know you are the only dude left on WSB that I still listen to, and you're you're the best. Well, I appreciate that. I, I would suggest listening to Word on the Street, 9 to midnight. <laughs> I, you know, I, I've listened to a couple of those guys before, especially I used to listen to Shelly a lot. But um, what I wanted to, to talk to you about is during the four o'clock news hour, 
I heard a report, and it was about handing out water. A poll was done about handing out water to people during elections. And they, the results of the poll, and uh, pretty much on both sides, is that the reason that people were against it was because Donald Trump lost the election? Uh, sir, that is the most asinine thing I've ever I, heard. I, 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 I'm, let, me, let me jump in there, Rick. I didn't okay. hear the story, and I didn't report on the story, so I can't really offer. Okay. I, I'm, let me investigate the story, and okay. uh, I'll touch on it tomorrow. I, I don't want to go into something without knowing the, the facts. Jack. Right, Longoria? That's true. There you go. Yeah. Hassan in Villarica. What's going on, Hassan? Yo, brother, brother. Look here, man. Two things real, real quick. One, can you call your friends, man, and uh, own the Piccadilly restaurant? Tell them to bring it back. I'm, listen, they, they change. Now, it could be worse. They changed my Piccadilly to a juicy crab on Howell Mill. No, no, no. We can't do that, bro. That, no, they did it already. Like to, they did I, it. Really? Yeah, it's a juicy crab oh, now, which is a fine restaurant, but I do miss my Piccadilly for sure. Me too. And last, has anybody ever given, uh, uh, what's your sidekick name, Deborah? Has anybody ever given her an IQ test? I'd like to know what the score is. It's, uh, she's, she's definitely on the genius level, 175 she is plus. She's very smart. Yeah, she's very smart, man. I love listening. That's the internet. Thanks. <laughs> hey, thanks for thanks for listening. Hey, Hassan, what was your favorite dish at uh, Piccadilly, by the way? Oh man, I used to have the uh, the rice with uh, what did you call it, man? The rice that had the uh, broccoli in it. Uh, broccoli oh, the broccoli rice. cheese rice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I used to get the fish with that, man. Yeah. Man, I miss Piccadilly, bro. I had it so good. Uh, thank you for the call, Hassan. The Piccadilly on Howell Mill. I've never felt more famous in my life than I walked into that place. And this is back when I was only eating fish, and I'd go in there, and if they didn't have any fish ready, they'd be like, "We'll we'll fry you up some shrimp, Mark." Like it's not even on the menu tonight, but we're gonna wow. fry you up nice. some shrimp. Are yeah. they all closed? No, no, no. Just the one I I, I mean, go they, to. The one in to... Cobb is still open. Yeah, okay. is there? Mm. Yeah. It used to be one by. But I remember it, for folks that are are new to the show, the first restaurant I ever ate at when I moved to Atlanta was Piccadilly. I don't know if you heard this story, Deborah. Um, I drove down from New York with my buddy Scratchy. And we get off 75 at Howell Mill Road, which is where I live now, and we were starving. And we go to Piccadilly, and I'd never been to Piccadilly, never heard of Piccadilly. And I walk in there, I was like, oh, wow, this is great. So I'm like, well, give me, give me some of the roast beef, um, give me some of the chicken, the fried chicken, let me get some mashed potatoes. Ooh, prime rib, yeah, give me, I thought it was a buffet, I could see where a lot of people would think it was a buffet. Yes. Yeah. So when I get to the, the cash register, and she's like, do, 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 do. She's like, $74. I was like, what? She's like, yeah, you got five entrees and 17 side dishes. It's this 70... is before your job, too, right? Yeah, I, yeah. Was, I was food insecure. I had no job. <laughs> and I was like, I, I don't have $74. I'm like, do you want me to put this back? She's like, just leave the tray. And then we went to, uh, what was over there? Not Captain D's, Long John Silver's. So that was actually the first restaurant where I ate at was Long John Silver's because I thought that, uh, whatchamacallit, was a buffet. Oh, we got Teresa for like six seconds. Teresa, what's on your mind, pal? Uh, the uh, Talking about the face recognition and everything. Yes, ma'am. You ought to watch the movie uh, Monsters vs. Aliens. They got a running joke about that. Monsters versus Aliens. All right, that's another the car- thing. Is the animated movie? Yeah. I'm sure Longoria's uh, kids have seen oh, Monsters yeah, vs. Aliens. Yeah. Uh, let's do star of the show there, Longoria. The stoic Neskimo. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram star of the show? We're going two stars of the show today. Uh, little Sanjay gets one and uh, Jimmy Page, the uh, fisheries biologist from the Georgia DNR, the aquatic nuisance uh, specialist, 
telling us about those uh, zebra muscles. So it's like a real job. That is a real job. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy Page and uh, and it's a cool name. It is a very cool name. <laughs> and uh, little Sanjay get to start the show. What do we got tomorrow there, Deborah Green? Oh, we're doing Sanjay again. Sanjay's coming back. Back to back, Sanjay. Wow. Fantastic. fantastic. Uh, conversation continues on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram, Facebook Mark Aram WSB. Stick around. Word on the street, nine to midnight. Enjoy this beautiful chilly weather, Georgia. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.